Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. I've been running for a few years now and have the privilege of meeting many incredible runners on my travels all across the country. This podcast is intended to share those amazing conversations. Hi again. I'm here with Stephanie, and we've got a little bonus episode coming today. Um, This is going to be talking about injury and when to seek help and what to do if you're not feeling your best. So thank you for for joining again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Of course. Um, So do you want to give a little background on... Um, where this conversation is coming from, and and sort of the the last few months that you've uh, that you've had. Yeah, so I was just in Boston um, for the the marathon about two weeks ago, and we recorded uh, a podcast that was just released today. And I was discussing some of the issues I've had with my Achilles, and you know, it's been something I've I've been dealing with for months. Um, and kind of unknown to me at the time, I was just about to get on a plane and go to Sweden. So I have just returned to the U.S. Um, I had surgery from Dr. Alfredson on my Achilles, and I'm back home recovering now. So this was kind of a not a planned um, trip overseas, but it's something that I think was really uh, worth I mean, worth doing, and I'm I'm so happy. Um, and I just wanted to share a little bit about how I got here, be able to help other injured runners find their way. Yes, unfortunately, there are way too many injured runners, and and the trajectory they take is often uh, not the most informed. And and we're all guilty of you know following the the joy of running, and and I just want I'll run through it, or I'll you know I'll rest a day and and feel better tomorrow. Um, so it's awesome to have you on here as someone with a background in in performance and um, and exercise physiology and all that good stuff uh, to actually talk from a from a perspective of like okay what do we actually do what does the science say and and where what are the what do the options look like um, so let's start with um, when when do you seek help when should you be looking I mean. I think that people should should have help before they're injured. So let's let's <laughs> yeah. we're talking a little bit about that too. Yeah. So I think as a runner, I mean, you're always going to have little aches and pains. So I think a great person to just have in your corner is a physical therapist that you've established and you have a relationship with. And so when things come up, you can go to that person um, to figure out, you know, what's going on to understand the root of your issue. Um, I think runners, you know, we're type A people and we always want to push and have a hard time slowing down. So I think it's, it's good to have someone um, to talk it out with and just 
talk some sense into you because sometimes you just need a couple days of rest and then things will get better. Um, so I, I think, you know, when things crop up, it's good to have that person in your, your corner that you can, um, send an email or set up an appointment with. Definitely. So a lot of times people get caught in the, um, whether it's whether it's coming back too quickly or whether it's it's an overuse or whether it's um, not running easy enough, you know, most of the time. Um, why do you think it's so difficult to to you know listen to your body and, and do the right thing? Well, I think there's there's two parts to it. I think one, you know, we are used to pushing through some pain, and and th- and that is good at times. I mean, it's not like running always feels good. So we're a little bit conditioned to, you know, I guess dull our spidey sense a little bit when it comes to pain and just kind of say like, I can get through this. Um, so there's that. And then also again, going back to just the, the personality type of most runners, you know, it it is something that we want to just push ourselves and it's hard to take a day off. And so I think when those two things come together, it's difficult to know, is this the kind of pain where I should back off and take a day off? Or is this the kind of pain that, you know, I can work through and it's not going to be a big deal. Um, <laughs> what, what do you, what's the barometer for the, for the former there? When, when should you then seek help? So I think, you know, I, I if, if something hurts, I'm a big fan and this is, say what I do, not what I do. Um, (laughs) it take a day off or two days off, like literally rest because oftentimes when things crop up right away, if you just knock out the rest, you can, you can post a rest day brags, go put your feet up, have a donut, whatever that can heal a lot of things pretty quickly. Now say you do that and it doesn't get better and you've tried maybe some icing or, you know, some, depending on what it is, maybe some anti-inflammatories or compression, um, then I would start, you know, thinking about making an appointment. I would stay off of Dr. Google because no good comes of that. I've diagnosed myself with many strange things. Yes. Um, A a line that I love is uh, listen to your body when it's whispering before it starts to scream. That's great. I think that's that's exactly what you were describing there uh, Mm -hmm. with with the, you know, an unplanned rest day, um, is better than an unplanned rest season. Exactly. Uh, those little, those little days can, can save seasons. They can. Um, so let's say the rest didn't help. Um, one of the things we talked about was the getting to the root of the issue, mm-hmm. surgery, um, more time off time with the PT time with the Cairo acupuncture, where, where do you, where do you draw the line uh, on, um, you know, escalating things? Yeah. So I think every injury is a little different. Um, the most important thing is figuring out the root cause. I think a lot of times when you're injured, um, myself included in this, you can get a little frantic and vulnerable and Um, anyone who can promise you some relief or some sort of um, fix is going to sound attractive. And so that's where the PT, I think, again, or or whoever it is you trust, have a good relationship with. It might be a coach. It might be, you know, a partner, just someone who can talk it through and help you rationalize what's actually going on. Because oftentimes when you say things out loud, 
you know, you can kind of make sense of it. Um, because, you know, say you have something like, I'm just going to use myself for an example. I had an Achilles issue. Um, it turned out a bunch of scar tissue. And the only thing that was really going to help that was surgery. Yet I had many different people I, I, con- I consulted with um, offering PRP, uh, cortisone injections, you know, uh, electrostimulation, um, ASTIM, all these things that were going to quote unquote help me. Um, and that is a lot of time and mental energy and money spent on things that weren't really going to help the issue. So understanding the root cause, I think, is important. Cool. And what are some of the other resources that, that you work with um, that help that help in that department? Like uh, people or... Yeah. So I think, I mean, I worked with my coach a lot um, just because I, Jason Coop is my coach and he's worked with a lot of athletes for many years. So he was just a great sounding board to talk things out with. Um, I think, you know, like I said, a PT is a great resource or a physio, and that can include like a, a massage therapist who's well-versed in anatomy, physiology, um, a chiropractor who maybe has some sports, um, therapy training, or even like an acupuncturist, Um, anyone who really specifically understands the body and can direct you down a path of, you know, where to look next. Because I mean, you can be so lost, like your knee hurts, you know, there's a number of things that could be wrong in there. And it's like, who, where do I go? So finding someone you trust, I think is important. Definitely. Um, So let's talk nutrition. What are some of the things that you can do so that you can, so that you don't find yourself in this place? Are there, are there nutrients that you should be thinking about? Are there supplements you should be thinking about to help prevent injury? Definitely. (laughs) Nutrition is so key to everything, our body. Yeah. No, I said definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's nothing you can do. Um, So I think the most important thing, if we're looking like big picture, because there's, you know, we can like think concentric circles. So there's like the tiniest little things we can do. But if we, if we, um, open up our our scope and think like, okay, so what are these general things I can do? I think the first thing is getting enough energy. So oftentimes injuries come from low energy intake, low energy availability, which is just kind of a product of, um, chronic low food intake, um, that can just get you in a place where you're run down and really prone to your body breaking down. And so getting enough food on a day-to-day basis is super important. Um, and I guess moving in one step closer than getting enough, um, proportions of macronutrients. So enough carbohydrate, enough protein, enough fat, those are all important as well. So depending on the individual, sometimes people limit one nutrient or another for various reasons. It could just be for, you know, they don't know, or it could be they're trying to follow a specific diet. You know, that's just one of those yellow, yellow lights. Um, it, it might not be a problem, but that can definitely contribute, um, to injury risk. Um, moving in on the, the, the circles, I guess, um, there's a lot of nutrients in real foods that can help you. So if you're not getting enough food in general, you're probably not going to be getting enough nutrients. So things like 
like calcium, um, vitamin D, um, vitamin B. I mean, I, I like literally every micronutrient is helpful and important for um, preventing injuries. And so I think you know it's it's best to get these from foods um, unless there's. Uh, someone who has a deficiency in a certain nutrient and then looking towards a supplement is going to be helpful. Like iron is a really common one, can be low a lot of times, especially in female distance runners. So boosting your iron with the supplement is, um, is a great way to, to help prevent the risk of injury. And we'll just give a plug for inside tracker here. Um, you know, if you, if you don't know what your, your blood, um, levels or your, your blood, uh, what am I looking for here? Word. <laughs> your, just your, your micronutrient status, yep. basically. Um, you, it's a great tool because you can only, you know, figure out what you need from what you eat so much. So if you look into your body and actually find out what's going on, that's a, that's a really great way to just keep tabs on things um, and make sure that you are healthy. Definitely. I, um, there was an interesting study that was done on the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple of years ago, and it found that of athletes that missed a game due to a muscle or tendon issue, I think it was something astronomically high, like 85% of them had low vitamin D levels. Um, so it's a, it's a population that's a little different than runners, um, but still pretty significant in terms of, of the impact of vitamin D. Not saying that if you optimize your vitamin D, you won't get bone or muscle issues, mm-hmm. but you might be less likely. Right. And even if it isn't a cause and effect, if they're associated together, I mean, that's still a correlation. And you know, it, it's not going to hurt to boost your vitamin D levels. Um, I think it's super important. So yeah, I, I, I think as an athlete, you have higher needs than a regular individual because of the turnover, because of, you know, when you're running, you're basically breaking down your body and you need to build it back up. So that the energy needs and the, the micronutrient needs are higher. Definitely. So what, what's the difference between bone issues and muscle, muscle issues? What are, is one type more common than others in runners? Is there some sort of activity or, or traits or characteristics of one type of issue versus another? Yeah, I think um, in terms of like severity, muscle issues are, are more of a, a low level injury that happens pretty, pretty common, pretty frequently in athletes. I mean, just the, the nature of running, you're going to have some muscle damage, you know, if you do a, a race. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you're training really hard and um, things don't heal, that can just kind of snowball and become like a muscle tear or, you know, a muscle strain. And that's something that generally, if you don't run on it, if you take it easy, it heals really quickly. Um, generally, not always the case. So I think that's a pretty common one. And it's, it's characterized by a pretty intense pain. Like you, you know, when you've torn a muscle, it, it hurts, but muscles are really, um, have good blood supply. And so they can get the nutrients they need and heal pretty quickly. Um, bone injuries on the other hand, uh, you know, a lot of times they're, uh, like in the form of a stress fracture or stress reaction, which just means there's, you know, the bone, it's not actually broken through, but it means there's a lot of, um, 
stress basically on the bone. And it's, uh, you know, if you were to look at it on an image, it's, um, it's going to look like it's, you know, not normal. It's not healthy bone. And, um, those can kind of come on a little bit slower. They can be like a dull ache, not quite as an acute sharp pain as a muscle injury. Um, they do require more time off because bones, you know, they don't, they don't heal like muscles do. Um, the good thing about a bone injury is if you let it heal, it'll heal fully. Um, whereas muscles, you know, they, they do heal, um, but sometimes you have a little bit of lingering weakness or just, um, you know, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, compensation, um, you know, from not being able to recruit all the muscle fibers. So it's not like one is better than the other, just the way you address them is different. Definitely. I had a, a nice little stretch of um, uh, ankle sprains last fall as I was getting more and more into trail running. And, and my Cairo kept saying like, if you keep doing this, it's going to keep getting worse. And it's, it's just mm-hmm. interesting that like something like that. Yeah. Like I still feel it. Yeah. Eight months later. I know. It, it, people always say like, oh, I don't want a stress fracture. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, are you sure? Because those heal pretty well. Not that I ever want that for anyone, but you know, an ankle roll, those just take so long to heal. And you know, sometimes they don't ever fully heal. So, so let, yeah. let's get back to the, to the muscle issues. Um, something that, that has sort of, that I've changed over the last few years is this like concept of like, having little niggles pop up and, and little, uh, not injuries, but like mini injuries or, or things that you feel, but run through and, and it's acceptable to run through those. So where's, where's the line between, or how do you know when it's something that you can, you can train through with maybe not going maximal effort uh, Mm -hmm. or when you should really take time off? Yeah, that's a great question. I've had some experience in this department. So um, generally, if the injury or injured area starts to feel better when you get warmed up, so it might be pretty tight, might be a little sore to start, but you get going maybe 10 or 15 minutes into your run, it starts to feel a little bit better, or it doesn't start to feel worse. So if it's just kind of staying the same, I mean, that's not great, but it's okay. Um, And then the, the real test is 24 hours later. How does it feel? Does it feel worse or does it feel about the same? And if it's feeling about the same, then that means you probably didn't overstress it with the the running that you did. And it's okay to cautiously move forward with that progression. Um, If it does hurt more the next day or it does hurt more as you're running, that's usually a red light that it's not going to be getting better. And we can trick ourselves into just like, oh, you know, maybe I'm just like paying more attention to this area. But the reality is just be honest with yourself because, you know, it's it's not going to magically get better. And, you know, if you trick yourself into training when you shouldn't be, it, it doesn't end well. Definitely. How do you think this has changed over the last 10 years with social media? Oh, I think it's changed a lot. I think, I mean, people get really bad FOMO. Um, it just because, you know, b- before when you were injured and this was maybe like many years ago, you could just kind of sh- like not, you know, be aware of the running world and what's going on across the country. And, 
now we're all connected and like, you can just know what everyone's doing. Like I, I know what Jonathan did this morning for his training. Cause I stalked him on Strava. Um, and you know, that creates this like, ah, uh, you know, fear of missing out and like almost envy. And it makes it a little bit harder, I think to, to rest. And then also we have um, so many resources at our fingertips that are on the interwebs and they're not always the most accurate. Um, it's actually hard to find good, accurate information. I think you have to search hard for it. There's so much misinformation on there. Know where to look and who to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's really hard because you get these people that are, you know, in the road running world, I see it all the time with road, people running marathons that are injured. Like they're, yeah. they're consciously aware that they're injured or that they could be injured by the end of a race. And whether it's sponsor obligations, if they're at that level or if they're, they just don't want to miss out the fear of missing out. Um, I think it's a dangerous slope to, to go down. I was chatting with a friend. Um, she's an Ironman triathlete and she calls, um, she calls race day like withdrawing from your your fitness bank and you have to then over time make deposits back in before you can withdraw again she was talking about athletes that that are training now having raced boston two weeks yeah. ago and by training i mean like doing intervals and stuff and long yeah. run it's like today's may 3rd uh, <laughs> yeah. boston was may 15th so or april 15th so you know, two and a half ish weeks, um, people crushing long runs and things like that. And, and that's, it's a cycle of, of, um, you're just like, you're, you're, something's going to happen eventually. And right. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Exactly. That's what I was looking for. Um, and it's sad to see because you have people with massive audiences getting kudos for doing these, these things that are, are, uh, I don't want to say destructive, but they could be destructive. And then other people are like, Oh, you're a badass," and they do it. Yeah. I think we celebrate at times things that maybe shouldn't be celebrated. Like, you know, like running with a stress fracture or crossing the finish line and like totally collapsing because your body is absolutely broken. I mean, in some ways, those are incredible mental strengths for someone to to be able to do that. But that's not a very healthy long-term outlook. Um, I don't think it's really smart or I wouldn't celebrate someone who starts a race with a stress fracture because you know, what, what are you doing to your body and what, what are you value? What are your values? Um, you know, do you want this one race or do you want to take care of your body? So you're healthy for the long term? I mean, there's always going to be races. I, um, you know, as a sponsored athlete, I don't think there is one race I do start the race knowing that I'm that injured, that I might potentially cause permanent damage. I don't think any race is worth that. Um, and that's my opinion. I, I might have a slightly different perspective on that compared to maybe other runners who, I don't know, maybe they're making millions, but I still don't think I would, I would sacrifice my body for that. And I agree with you. You know, you see people who do races and then they're doing workouts and it kind of makes me feel like sometimes what, well, why, 
why am I still resting? You know, but then if you just take a step back and you think about it, it's like, well, I just asked a lot out of my body. Like, and, and if you are really honest with your, with yourself, does it sound good to do intervals right now? And usually the answer is no. Like I want to have some ice cream. <laughs> so, so I ran Boston in 2017 and I was one of those people like limping across the finish line. Like I caused so much destruction to my body that anytime I ran faster than a 10 minute mile, my calves would seize up and I would fall down. And then I, I tested with Insight Tracker and had these like fascinating results. My testosterone dropped 700 points. My wow. inflammation was twice as high as it had been for many other marathon. I took 21 days off of exercise entirely. It was so hard to do, but it was that tangible data. Like if I didn't have that, yeah, I to run another marathon. I was like, I ran an hour over goal time. So I was like, this can't be too bad from a recovery perspective, yeah. but it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's how people get into like an overtraining, overreaching exactly. state. Yeah, yeah. So I think, and again, like having something outside of you that can help you, whether it be like a blood test or a coach or just like a friend who can be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think you can convince yourself. <laughs> yes. My training plan for, um, so with the marathon on Sunday, my mm-hmm. training plan next week says burgers, pizza, rest, all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Coach, a uh, coach is definitely, uh, definitely my, my recommendation there to, to keep you in line. Well, in some ways, um, celebrating a race instead of moving on to what's next. Right. Like you just worked real hard for that. Like, you know, give yourself a pat on the back. And then respect, enough respect to celebrate the, the impact of it also. Right. Yeah. Let's, let, let's jump back to cross training. Um, we've talked about you don't like swimming. You don't like, you know, <laughs> other things. So you well, just, I'll do it, but Yeah. <laughs> instead of like doing something you don't enjoy your approach is full rest let's talk about that yeah and full so I guess that there's two two paths to this so if you're injured like say I say I went for a run today and I sprained my ankle I think I would better be I would be better served by resting the next couple days rather than cross training because just like knock it out like let the body recover even though say I went for a bike ride it probably wouldn't put a lot of stress on my ankle it's still it's still putting some and so I think full rest is is like a secret weapon if you can do it now if you you know you're injured and you're rehabbing and you're kind of back on the healing side of things. I think cross training is good as long as it's not something that you just mentally don't enjoy. I'm not a fan of pool running because <laughs> I don't enjoy it. And to me, it feels like like exercise. Whereas if I go ride my cruiser bike around outside or if I go skiing, that's, that's fun. That's an activity. So I think there's the mental and the physical side of things um, to consider. Definitely. Um, what other tips do you have for people that are, that are trying to navigate the, I don't know, medical system around, um, injury? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) go to a different country. (laughs) I say that with Jess, but actually kind of serious. Um, I've had incredible experiences, um, going somewhere else, just cost care, et cetera. But, um, 
short of that, I think, again, um, <clears throat> talking with other people who have had similar issues, um, who can direct you to maybe a specialist or someone who can actually help you because it's really not fun to play the game where you go see your, your general practitioner and they, um, you know, order an x-ray so that you can get an MRI so that you can get a referral to the whatever. I just, I don't like playing that game. So I think if you can cut through those layers and go right to the expert, um, or just go, you know, maybe it's not like the expert, but go to the right person I think is, is really helpful mentally. Um, and just time wise, because going through that process of like waiting it, that can take weeks or months. And when you're injured, that's like traumatizing, <laughs> like just sitting there waiting. So, um, I, and that, this is a good example of where social media is helpful because you probably can find people who have had similar issues and just talk to them. Um, I know I've talked to many people about Achilles stuff and I, I, I've talked to people for, you know, that have helped me with that as well. And it's been just really great to get personal experience. Cool. Well, thanks so much for jumping on and, and doing this and, uh, and all the best to you in your, in your healing process. Thank you. Yeah. See you on the trails. Soon, I hope. Yes. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.